is pinpointing the home of all sports news. And your host, Alex Lutowski. Yes, what is up, everybody? Welcome into Pinpointed, and let's get into the big show we have today. Here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pinpointed. I am your host, Alex Lazowski. We're back after a long break. We're coming back to talk to you guys about the big game we have this weekend. Brady Rogers, what a matchup we've got. But first, check us out on Spotify, Pinpointed, and check us out on Instagram, Pinpointed Sports, as well as Twitter. But let's kind of talk about some of the thoughts I have for this weekend. And the first, obviously, is pretty much what's going to be the most interesting game of the week of the entire season. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Bucks versus the Packers. Two best teams in the NFC. So, here are my thoughts. Number one, kudos again to the Packers. They deserve everything that they have done this year. Best quarterback, MVP Aaron Rodgers of this year. Best receiver this year, Devontae Adams, I don't doubt. I mean, the two, the two, the kind of connection those two have created is remarkable. Fantasy outcomes as well. We all know the talent that they both have and the massive production they've created on the field. But then the new thing really was this offseason was Tom Brady moving to the box. How would this kind of take place here? Because Bruce Arians is a different kind of coach, runs a different kind of system. We all know last year, the big thing was in Tampa Bay. It was still Bruce Arians. It's still much of the same team that is now with Tom Brady. But again, the big switch was Jameis Winston and Tom Brady. That was a switch. But listen here. So Bruce Arians is running the same system in the beginning of the year, at least. I know many will argue that now Brady's a lot more uh, coaching a lot more, which Arians has actually said, which took a shot to New England. But as an example, let me preface this: is that as Arians was the bi- as the coach of his team early on in the season, still is, but Brady was trying to mesh into his system. They struggled heavily offensively. They didn't really have a rhythm. Defensively, they were on and off the field. They were getting blown out a lot of the times by good teams, just like the Saints did, 38-3. to And this was kind of the thing that Brady was worried about because Arians and the Bucks were the most penalized team last year. They had Jameis Winston, who threw the most picks, over 30 picks, I believe. It could have been 30, exactly. And so this team was 7-9 and nine with pretty much similar players on the roster right now, except for Worfs, who was their number one uh, first-round pick. Offensive tackle, which is a great pick. He's been awesome for Brady all year on the offensive line. So now what we've seen is the Bucks were struggling for a lot of the year, and people realized Brady wasn't doing great, and there was a little bit of trepidation towards how good the Bucks can be. But the Bucks' offense for the last, I think it's four weeks, they averaged 37 points per game. Brady threw for over 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns during that stretch. Now, that, he only threw one interception as well, and that was an incredible four-game stretch, which got teams worried in the NFC because now the Bucs are on the rise. Brady is now trying to implement more of his system in the Bucs' offense than did in the beginning. A lot of the times, Brady, I mean, Arians just wanted to throw the ball down the field. That is pretty much what the Bucs were last year. That's why Jameis Winston 
was like the first quarterback to go 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions because all they did was just fling the ball downfield and hope something good happened. And now we're seeing that Brady wants to include the running backs, check down games, short passes with Antonio Brown. That's why Antonio Brown was so successful these last couple weeks before he got this mysterious injury, which we don't know his status for this game, which is going to be actually pretty big because him and Brady have done a very, have created a great connection on offense. But the thing now becomes is the Bucks are on a roll. And a lot of team, a lot of analysts and sports writers have loved what the Bucks did against the Saints. I had more trepidation towards that game because I didn't think the Bucks offense was very good at all. First quarter into the second, Bucks scored three points. And I mean the Breeze and the Saints didn't do that much better. They were up ten to three, I believe. And they had the momentum into the game before there was the interception and then the fumble and two more interceptions. But Brady and the Bucks' offense was very limited. Throughout the entire game, Mike Evans was shut down by Lattimore. He had one catch, I believe. Chris Godwin, one or two catches. Gronk had one catch. Antonio Brown was extremely limited. So those are your top four receivers only getting seven catches total. So what does that tell you? Well... That's, well, that's also kudos to the Saints' defense because they're extremely good. But that already shows you there's a little still... It's still new. I mean, this is the first year they're all implementing these weapons together with Tom Brady. And everyone's hyping up. They did average 37 points in the last four games of the NFL season, which is great. That's kudos to the Bucs. Two kudos to Brady because that's incredible. But again, they had those games and certain times where the offense just stuttered completely couple weeks ago, they played the Falcons. They didn't score a single point in the first half. I believe that was week 14, week 15, if I'm not mistaken. So, again, the Falcons aren't a good defense. They're one of the worst-rated defenses in the league. So how can a team with such offensive power and weapons score zero points in the first half? And, of course, they had, Brady had a, needed another major comeback against the Falcons, which was another meme of that week because, of course, he did it to the Falcons again and came back and won. But that kind of worries me, especially now because while the defense played great against the Saints, Brady had short field all game long to work with, and that's how he scored most of his touchdowns. He didn't have a touchdown drive for over 70 yards. And again, that's not to blame Brady, but when you look at the first quarter, didn't really play well at all. The offense was very stuttered. There was a three and out, maybe even two, I believe. They didn't really have an offensive drive that lasted more than six, seven plays in the first quarter into the second. So now when you start thinking of this, well, you're going to Lambeau Field. It's snowing. Oh, I also want to bring this up. Their defense played great. Everyone's saying their defense, their defense, their defense. But again, Drew Brees gave them like two interceptions for free. The one up the seam to Camaro, terrible throw, terrible, um, terrible, you know, they didn't have any, Breeze and Camaro didn't have any communication on what happened that play. Breeze read the play wrong and, and Camaro was running a different route than he thought. So that's a free interception there. And in the beginning of the game, Breeze also threw a terrible interception on an out route. And the ball wasn't thrown high enough over the shoulder to the receiver, which gave massive short field for the Bucks in a position to score a touchdown. So again, if those picks didn't happen, again, 
Bucks would have been in deep trouble because their offense wasn't doing very well. And again, that's kudos to the defense. The defense played well. But I'm saying is, it's not like the defense made incredible interception after interception. A lot of those were given to them. The fumble by Jared Cook was an excellent punch out by Devin White, one of a great linebackers last week who deserved a lot of praise for how he played. So now we're going into the Packers game here. It's supposed to be 25 degrees, 60% chance of snow. And and this game is really going to become down to who's going to do better under pressure and who can create more offense because this game's not going to be heavily offensively reliant. There's going to be snow. It's going to be cold. Every pretty much most of the Bucks team hasn't experienced this kind of cold weather game, so they they play in 80 degree weather. The only guys that could realistically be, you know, played in this normal weather would be Gronk, Brady, and you can include maybe Antonio Brown because he played in Pittsburgh for all these years in the past. So now, when you kind of think about this. The, what's the interesting about this game is you don't want to ever count out Tom Brady because, again, after you've learned 13 AFC championship games in the AFC, the first year he comes to the NFC, he's already in an NFC championship game. That's 14. That's double more than any other player. The second behind him is Joe Montana at 7. So, again, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's 43, though. You have to be careful of that. And I don't know if he can be that guy that can carry a team over the top. And again, that's what you saw against the Bucks. The defense carried Brady, helped him a little bit. Brady game managed beautifully, didn't make a mistake. He played the football that he needed to do to win the game. And so now what you're thinking, you're looking at Aaron Rodgers, who's having his best season, 48 touchdowns and five picks. How are you going to combat that? Now, the Rodgers' offense, the key to this game for... Green Bay's offense and for Aaron Rodgers is going to be the run game because the Bucks' run defense is one of the best in the league. And last time they played, they stuffed Aaron Jones in that run game. They had 1.6 yards per carry, and that created a whole lot of trouble for Aaron Rodgers. He got pressured on a lot of the plays, was uncomfortable, and had one of the worst games of his career when they lost 38-10, to 10, I believe, or 32-10. to 10. So for this to be a different story, they need to be able to run the ball a little bit. That's how they were able to gain an advantage against the Rams. They were able to run the ball effectively, good play action, and then Aaron Rodgers is just able to do his thing with his wide receivers, with Adams, who's the probably the best route runner right now in the league, and then the other guys with Lazard and Scantling. So I just have a trouble thinking that Tom Brady and the Bucks, after what I saw from their offense last week against the Buck, uh, against the Saints, that they're going to be able to compete and stay neck-to-neck with Aaron Rodgers in that offense. Because Aaron Rodgers in that offense isn't as talented as the Bucks are, but they've just been able to produce way more. And that's because, you know, they've been together for so much long and they've created a connection while you could say the Bucks haven't. And the thing is, I think both defenses are very similar. I think they both have their flaws. I think the, the key is going to be who can be a better red zone team by that mean, I'm meaning defensively. Who can keep the offensive team to field goals instead of touchdowns? I think that's one of the bigger keys for each team. And the spread is actually at three and a half, or it might be three now for the, it's three and a half, I think, for the Packers. 
And it's very difficult to take that because for the Packers, if it was just the money line, I would take the Packers because I think the Packers are the more talented team. I think it's just their run this year. And you can tell by the way Rodgers is acting, how he's talking, how the whole team is playing and feeling. They get their first championship game at Lambeau. They're hungry for it. And I just find that to be the bigger deal in Lambeau. But again, three and a half points is a lot. For them to win more than three and a half is tough because Brady and the Bucks, Brady's never to be counted out. You've seen that for the past 14 to 20 years in New England. So I wouldn't I don't know if I could bet on enough spread, but money line, I would like to see the Packers go to the Super Bowl. And I think it's, this is Aaron Rodgers' year again. But this is just something we just all have to appreciate the game that we're about to see. Football porn, as they call it. Because this is the matchup we've been waiting to see. Aaron Rodgers, the most talented quarterback, I believe, in this league. Versus Tom Brady, the most accomplished and the greatest quarterback of all time for the first time in the playoffs. We'll see you there. Sunday, 3 p.m. on Fox. Look for Rodgers and the Packers. To move on to the Super Bowl. Once again, thank you guys for listening. That is Pinpointed Sports. We're talking all the Boston sports every week. Give you little updates. Check us out again at PinpointedSports.com where this podcast will be posted. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Later. <laughs>